The Trust Chronicles The Hand You Hold Story 2 The One Who Cannot Lie Angie Toluhi In secondary school, I was an academic top student and the subjects I picked ensured that I would have a lot of choices as to what to study in the university. However, with the not-so-gentle prodding of my mother, I decided that I would study medicine. So, I put in the hard work, passed my SSC in one sitting, and my unified tertiary matriculation examination, organised by the Joint Admission and Matriculation Board, was honourable. But the UTME score was not enough to get me into medicine at the school of my first choice, so they offered me something else, microbiology. My score was above the cut-off mark for medicine at the institution of my second choice. Alas, for reasons unknown, I wasn't accepted into medicine. They offered me biochemistry with the option of switching to medicine in my second year. I decided to take it. Once I resumed at the school, it became obvious that they had no plans to switch me to medicine in my second year. You see, there are some hundred level prerequisite courses that only medical students take. I was not allowed to register for those courses as a biochemistry student. So I had a candid discussion with myself and without telling anyone, I used my pocket money to buy another set of UTME forms to pursue my dream of being a doctor. I had given my life to Christ at the age of 13 and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Being a Catholic, I did not really know how to grow in faith, so I basically remained where I was, not flowing forward or advancing. I was in school with one of my cousins and a friend in common who were both born again. I later found out that along with another cousin, they had started a prayer chain for my salvation. So, through their prayers, in September of that year, I became rededicated to Christ. In the church we attended then, Rema Chapel in Lorraine, I learned about hearing from God and the leadings of God. This was very new to me, and I threw myself into the things of God. I devoured books by Reverend Kenneth Hagen and other Christian authors. I joined the intercessory team and built up my prayer walk with God. I began to sense God's leading on different issues and I prayed fervently about my plans to study medicine and my impending UTME exams. I was convinced that this was what God wanted for me. Sometime around October, I sat for the exam and by December, I had finished my 100 level at the university. As soon as I finished my exam and the school year was up, I headed home. While at home, I spent time worshipping God, praying and being active in the intercessory team of the Lagos branch of Rema Chapel. On the 14th of December, 1992, the Holy Spirit awakened me out of sleep. I heard the still small voice telling me to write it down. You will be accepted to study medicine and surgery at Amadou Bello University, ABU, Zaria, 
on the 15th of January, 1993. I obeyed and wrote it down and worshipped God for his faithfulness. I thought everything would go smoothly since I had heard from God. During this season, I meditated daily upon Numbers 23 verses 19 to 22. I did not know that God would confirm this word with signs and wonders. About two weeks later, after my encounter with the Holy Spirit, my UTME results were released. For some strange reason, I was accepted into ABU Zaria all right, but it was for veterinary medicine. What a joke! Anyone who knows me will tell you I do not like animals one bit. To say that I was shocked and confused would be an understatement. My dad called his friend who was a lecturer at the University of Chos to see if he could do anything to salvage the situation. I didn't even know how to frame my prayers to God anymore. I must have been stuttering and stammering as I was praying. To make matters worse, ABU was on strike action, so I could not even go immediately to try and sort out the error. The strike would last until March 1993. At this point, I was convinced that I had not heard God on that morning of December 14, 1992. On the 23rd of March 1993, after the strike was called off at ABU, I travelled with my mum, God rest her soul, and my older brother, who was then a 300-level student at ABU. Armed with a letter from my dad's friend at the University of Joss to a friend of his at the Faculty of Medicine at ABU, we arrived over the weekend. We rested and prepared for the next week. On Monday, we went straight to the Faculty of Medicine and presented the letter to the man my dad's friend had sent us to. He informed us that there was little or nothing he could do at his level. He asked if we knew the Vice-Chancellor. We did not, so he wrote a note and advised that we go to the Senate building to try to get an audience with the Vice-Chancellor as he was the only one that could override the UTME admission. The funny thing was that my UTME score exceeded the cut-off mark for medicine at ABU, so it was puzzling to me that I hadn't been accepted into medicine and surgery. In any case, the man's secretary struck an instant friendship with my mother. We proceeded to walk from the Faculty of Medicine to the Senate building, my mother, my brother and me. As we walked, I prayed in my heart and said, Holy Spirit, please hold my hand. I felt so small and was losing faith. As I prayed this simple prayer, I actually felt someone holding my right hand and immediately faith rose in my heart. Once my brother got us to the VC's office, he had to leave to go get his new semester registration done. By the favour of God, we were able to see the VC without a prior appointment. When we got into his office, my mother introduced herself and laid out the situation before him. For some crazy reason, Although I had my UTME admission letter with me, I had left my results sheet at home. The results sheet is actually the collation of all your scores in each subject. The VC asked me for my results and I sheepishly told him that I left it at home in Lagos.
but I had the scores written on a piece of paper, which I presented to him. If looks could kill, my mother would have killed me a hundred times in that moment. The VC was a gracious man, and he did not make an issue of it. He said he understood that I hated animals and therefore could not study veterinary medicine. He then proceeded to tell me that medicine is very tasking and he would want to save me from the stress and give me pharmacy instead. At this point, boldness came upon me and I told him, Sir, put me on trial. I can handle it. I will not fail. He said that I would have to maintain a GPA of 2.4 to avoid probation and that if I had less than 1.9, I would be withdrawn from medicine. He went on to say that if that happened, I would not be able to come back to him for help as he would not be able to help me. I said again, Sir, I promise you, I will not come back to you because I will not fail. He did not seem too convinced by my zealous affirmations. He then started to minute on my admission letter. Still in the heat of boldness, I asked, Sir, please, what are you writing? My mother wanted to kill me with her eyes, but I didn't care. This was my life, my destiny at stake. The VC looked at me and said, You said you wanted medicine. I'm giving you medicine, but don't come back to me if you don't meet the requirements. I was speechless. That was how I became VC's candidate. He directed us to the head of admissions to give me an admission letter for ABU. We thanked him and scuttled out of his office. My mum asked me if I could go to the admissions office on my own as she needed to get back to the hotel. I said I could. You see, my mum was battling cancer and was bleeding during this time, and so she was feeling dizzy. I was ignorant of the fact. Remember the secretary I mentioned earlier? For some reason, she was around the Senate building. As my mother was walking out of the Senate building, she became very dizzy and was about to pass out when the woman saw her and rushed to her aid. She drove my mother to the hotel and my mother made her promise not to tell me about the incident as she did not want to alarm me. She also asked the woman to become my guardian as Lagos is quite a distance from Zaria. She wanted a mother figure to keep an eye on me. Being a mother herself, the woman wholeheartedly agreed. Meanwhile, I was on my own at the admissions office waiting to be attended to. While I waited, it appeared to me that there were other people who also had issues with their admission. Finally, it was my turn to present my case to the director of admissions. He took my admission letter, which the VC had made notes upon, and proceeded to give me my school admission letter. In a matter of less than three hours, I was told to come for my admission letter to study medicine and surgery at ABU the next day. The miracle did not end there. Remember that we travelled to Zaria on the 23rd of March? This was now the 27th of March, 1993. The next day... 28th of March 1993, I was at the admissions office to pick my admission letter. Beloved, I speak the truth in Christ. 
and I lie not. The admission letter I received was dated 15th of January, 1993. I was stunned and confused at the same time. I asked them why the date was 15th of January. I was told that 15th of January was when the school was to resume for the session. Regardless of the strike that led to the delay in resumption, they still had to maintain that date on the admission letters. I could not believe my eyes. If I remember, I was trembling as I stared at the admission letter. What God told me on the morning of December 14, 1992, came to pass against all odds. When I think of this episode of my life, the part of the Bible that resonates most with me is Hebrews chapter 11. I had hoped to be a doctor, but so many things seemed to be against it. However, the Rema word I received gave substance to my hope and did not let me give up. 2 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 13 talks about us having the same spirit of faith, and by that spirit, exploits were wrought in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 gives accounts of different people with different experiences but the same God and the same spirit of faith. I had no guarantees apart from the word God gave me. This would go on to be the hallmark of my relationship with the Father. When things look impossible and there seems to be no way out, I know if I can just get a word from him, everything will be alright. The way to get that word is to worship and be still, according to Psalms chapter 46 verse 10. As in the case of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19 verses 11 to 13, God will not usually come in the wind and fire, but in the still small voice. When it looks like it's not going to happen, Hold on to the Rema word he gave you. He can never lie. Even if all that is happening is contrary, trust him. He will not fail you. He did not fail me. About the author. Dr. Toluhi holds a medical degree from the Amadou Bello University, as well as a master's degree in public health from the University of Manchester, United Kingdom. She's also a development and public health professional with several technical competencies, including public health, nutrition, maternal and child health, HIV programming and development program management. She loves to read Christian fiction, swim and listen to music in her spare time. She's a member of the Living Faith Church, Winners Chapel. She has several professional certifications and is about to embark on another faith journey with the father as she begins her doctorate study later this year.